Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Psychic on the Scene. This is Katie Manning here with Michelle Lyons. Hello. Hello. And Dee Scott. Yay! <laughs> and our host or guest tonight is uh, Scott Perry. He's a Bigfoot enthusiast. We're very excited to have you here. We are. And I uh, can't wait to talk. We already started chatting before the mics were live, so I had to tell everybody to shut it so that we could get this stuff down. So um, I want to first start. There's obviously a lot of belief and disbelief about Bigfoot, um, Sasquatch, but it, in your eyes, Scott, it, it doesn't fall under paranormal. It falls under more the science realm of cryptozoology, correct? right. right. That's that's just my personal opinion, right? Um, and it it gets lumped, you know, the the Bigfoot world gets lumped into the whole paranormal, ghosts, you know, uh, UFOs. All that seems to be crypt, or, uh, you know, scripted into one big paranormal universe, right? I mean, I believe that. I think it's because people don't know what to do with it. They don't. They and because it is it so unusual or rare that that's right. why. And you're right, though. It's more of a scientific. There, there's right. so few answers to the questions that we have that it automatically gets. Well, if we can't answer it logically, then it has to be possibly spiritually or, you know, something else that just because we don't understand it, we lump it into a different category or the same category of. It's all paranormal. Other things we don't understand, so let's put it into one big lab. Right, right. So, from your perspective, about would you give a, uh, an estimate of the percentage of the population that are believers? That I couldn't tell. In you. Bigfoot, Sasquatch. That I couldn't tell you. But one statistic that I have heard, and it's kind of mind blowing if you think about it. If you say ninety nine percent of all Bigfoot encounters are hoaxes, um, misidentification, mm-hmm. or just flat-out lies, okay? 99% are those. There's still 1%, which is an astounding number <laughs> right. that cannot be dismissed dismissed or disproved. Correct. Yeah, that is that is across the globe. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost names. every every continent in the world, you know, they've had sightings, sightings of these things, you know? The exception, I think, of Hawaii is about the only one that I know of that hasn't. Mm. So tell us how you, for wh- what do you do for your day job and, and how did you get started doing, you know, becoming an enthusiast? Well, first, I work, I, I work for a local um, boat and snow machine uh, sales and service and parts. I'm a, I work in the parts department of a local um, sales for snow machines and boats. And uh, Bigfoot started for me, like, you'll hear a lot of people say the same thing. And, and for me, it started back in the mid-70s. Mm-hmm. In with, search of. With, well, in search of, for yeah. one. But there was a drive-in movie called The Legend of Boggy Creek. Mm. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. which they're just redoing now. This year, they've remastered. And oh, it's wow. yeah, it's very popular, just with the Bigfoot world becoming more popular in the past 50. Anyway, that was the first time that my aunt had taken me to see that and it was like hmm you know this is kind of cool you right. know and then you had 
1967 uh, Patterson-Gimlin footage, mm-hmm. which yes. came out. And they were, like all the movies in the 70s, they would show the clips of that. So then as, I, as a kid in school, we had all the books and everything. And I just thought it was so, it was just neat. You right. know, I mean, here's a real life possible living monster. But then, you know, that was a Pacific Northwest thing. Right. That wasn't, oh, well, and, and just one. You know, there's one creature, he's rambling around in the forests of the <laughs> Pacific Northwest, and, you know, nobody knew at that time. Well, I say nobody knew. Very few knew about how widespread across the country, you know, these things have been. Historically, not right. just, you know, in 1958 when the term Bigfoot was coined. Right. So, you know, it's been, uh, you look at newspapers archives through small towns down the south or just about anywhere they've had you know they've had stories of the wild man what they call the wild man you know so it's it's and the ape man right there's another one that they well, call the ape man and that's skunk, that, is it skunk man well, oh in, yeah in florida, that's right yeah. down south in florida they call it the skunk ape skunk that's ape it. and that's, that's in it, florida yeah. i think i dated him and the, <laughs> the funny thing is i mean this was brought to my attention too now back in the 1800s when you start reading early um newspaper articles mm-hmm. they referred to it as a wild man okay oh. that's because this is before gorillas were even discovered that's wow. right so, the west didn't know about gorillas and yet. i don't know the year that, that they were discovered but once the term gorilla was out and people knew what they looked like then all of a sudden they were associating these things with gorilla like so there comes the ape man Mm, you know, like so it. if you look at a certain period of time, up to one point it was wild man. After that. that was ape man. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was like I'm trying to think. It's the whole safari thing became popular, and the uh, Rudyard Kipling mm-hmm. in the Jungle Book that became. Oh my gosh, look at all these creatures that we didn't know existed. Right. And it really is, you know, astounding to think that not that long ago the civil silverback gorilla was a myth. Just again, a story oh, that you gosh. know that certain you know hunters or explorers came back and talked about and everybody said nah yeah right (laughs) i have a i have a another thing about the you know they always talk about finding remains Remains. and people having remains from uh bigfoot and if we went just based on that alone my my brother tim shout out to him he hikes all over he's done all the adirondack peaks Mm. And every time he goes, he collects feathers. So he has a vase of feathers, and he can tell you all of them are the hawk and eagle, wherever. And not, you're not supposed to have an eagle feather. Yeah, I take that yeah, back. I lied. That. I lied. Yeah, I lied. Take that back. Scratch, and he, scratch that. that uh, Bluebird, whatever. And the only one he's never found is a cardinal. And he said, "Think about it. You've never found." the carcass of a, of a cardinal. You could be out walking, you'll see a blackbird, you'll see a pigeon, mm-hmm. but you'll never see a cardinal. So if we base it just on that theory, we'd say they don't exist. Even though you keep seeing these red streaks, these red birds, they don't exist because we never... We don't have I'm sure somebody yeah. has, but on the, on the most, you know, you don't see them. Well, so it's the same thing. You're absolutely right. And, you know, we'll just go to back to something as simple as hunting and how prevalent hunting is you know, not just in this area, but throughout the country. We all know there's black bear out there. Mm-hmm. All right. We all know there's deer out there. We've seen them. I've never seen a bear in the wild, believe it or not, living where I live. But anyway, <laughs> but regardless, and I'm sure somebody out there is going to say, well, yeah, I did. But you do not stumble across natural deer deaths or bear carcasses, you know, bear or deer that have 
died naturally, not killed on the side of the road or a hunter shot and it died. Mm -hmm. How many times has anyone ever walked upon bear remains? Never. Or, right. You know, or, or well, natural. Me, I forgot you said that to me on the phone and I thought yeah, that was most impressive thing. Now, again, somebody's going to go out there and say, oh, I see them all the time. Well, maybe they do. You know what I mean? But it's very rare to see a natural, mm -hmm. you know, body that has died from natural causes. They go places to die, whatever, you know, so scavenged and taken exactly. apart the forest uh cleans up the Reclaims, mess yeah. right right that, that's true that, that is one of my favorite things is like the, the pacific northwest with the native americans with the totem poles up there uh, going back you know prehistory pre-european american history and they have the sasquatch faces i mean from you know 1600s i mean just almost every native american tribe that is known of mm -hmm. had a story of these things and like you said going to the totem poles mm -hmm. now if you look all those you know they they have what hairy man of the woods or big brother i mean they call them a hundred different things you know and you see most of them do have some reference to what they would call you know the hairy man it's just the yeah, coolest I thing mean, and it's just and everyone's you know just thinks well the indians had their legends and everything else but to every i believe to every legend, there's some bit of truth. Or else right. it wouldn't carry forward. Exactly. Right. Now, whether, exactly. I mean, they have, you know, they, I mean, one of the other cryptid things is this Thunderbird they talk about. There's a lot of sightings of that, that the, you know, the Native Americans in, mm -hmm. in a lot of, you know, parts of the country. This, in their folklore. Yeah, talk gigantic about. bird. I mean, there's stories still coming in now. Like I said, I... I hear it, but I don't pay a lot of attention because I can only handle one crypto at a time. <laughs> that's big you know, I'm not going to go out in the dog man. And, and you know, I, I, I love, El like Chupacabra. I said, I, I love paranormal UFOs, ghosts, you know, the whole nine. But my mind can only handle one thing at a time. So this is, a, so this is what I dedicate myself to. <laughs> so... How, about how old you said you were it was in the 70s so about how old were you uh, about 10 10 12 years old wow and so yeah. how did you other than reading information on it did you start investigating no it's funny because you know going through childhood and everything we lived out in the country and any of my friends growing up i was always the bigfoot kid you know so <laughs> you know, talked about it and i had the books you know and the magazines and everything as you get older girls take over school sports mm -hmm. girls you know then you have a family and it was back in the early 2000s. Uh, my oldest son had a birthday and wondering what to get him for his birthday. And we were shopping one day and lo and behold, in the bargain bin was a legend, the legend of Boggy Creek Oh, for like three ninety nine. So, cool. so I grabbed that. And, and it's not that I had forgot all about it. It's just that, you know, my attention was elsewhere. elsewhere. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. know, we had three right. kids and three different sports and we're working and we're all over the place. So, As life is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I got it for him, and he got hooked on it, and then I just started getting a little bit hooked myself, you know. And I, you know, back back into it, you know. So that was, uh, you know, I'd say back in the early two thousands, you know, two thousand three, four, right in there. Then I started getting back in, you know what I mean? Because we had the internet now too, so that was a lot right. more, you know, that we had advantage to that. Everything wasn't just, you know, to try to find, you know. A story here or there and random newspaper yeah. yeah yeah so as you had the world at your fingertips you know and then in the past 
mm, seven to ten years, there's been, you know, podcasts are all out. It's becoming more popular. Well, and I know, too, like, it, which is in a lot of families, like any of these things, your your family, your wife supports you oh, in, in your in your um, interests. Right. In your interest of this. And and seems like she enjoys it as well. So from what you've told me. And so I think that that's a big thing. If somebody's, you know, looking to do something like this, that they've got to have the family support. She, I mean, my wife, as busy as her schedule, being a healthcare professional, she doesn't really get into it, I'll say, as much as I do. Mm -hmm. But almost every night as I'm going to sleep, I have some kind of podcast that I fall asleep to. Almost every single night. Wow. Something new. Yeah, you know, whether it be a a YouTube channel that I follow or I I mean, I only subscribe to one podcast, but you know, and and that's like a couple of times. Possibly. We'll see how it turns out. I don't know. We'll we'll see how this turns out, but we'll We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. (laughs) But but my my wife did. I mean, we actually went, we went, uh, boy, it was three years ago out in Rome, mm-hmm. Utica, Rome. They had a, again, it was the Bigfoot paranormal UFO extravaganza out there. Okay. And one of the speakers was a man by the name of, um, oh boy, I'm terrible with names. Just remember Katie and Michelle. Okay. And- <laughs> yeah. Um, Brian Goslin. Oh, yes. Okay, Brian. Or not Ryan, right? Brian. Okay. No, Brian was Sorry. <laughs> at the epicenter of the mid-'70s Whitehall Bigfoot oh, yeah. encounters. Yep, I read right. about that. So we had just got done watching. A, I had bought a DVD, and there's a new series out. The director's name is Seth Breedlove, and he does a wonderful job of what's called Small Town Monsters. Oh. And he redid, you know, went through Boggy Creek. He did the... The Mothman of Point Pleasant. Mm-hmm. They got a bunch of them now. Uh, actually, um, the Beast of Whitehall. Uh, the first one was uh, in Ohio, and that was uh, uh, um, an encounter back in the seventies. And they did a, a DVD on that, and I, that name escapes me right now. But we had just watched the Beast of Whitehall, and you know, lo and behold, Brian Goslin was in that, and he was. You know, they did the narrative and everything. So I actually got to meet him out there. And I was like a, I mean, it was like a rock star to me. I mean, here's a guy who yeah. just, just goes out to his truck to get a bottle of water. And I'm running up to him with my <laughs> DVD. Can you sign Can up? you sign this place? This guy is just an ordinary guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I got to actually hear him, you know, recant his encounter that they had. The mm. infamous, you know, Whitehall sightings there. Yeah. And it was really neat because here's the man that's been 40 plus years and his story has nothing has wavered since the day he originally told the story. And the grief this man's been through has been in, incredible. And he's not making no money on it. He's got a regular every man's pickup truck that he goes mm-hmm. out. To, you know, right. he's not. I mean, and he's driving from Whitehall to Utica. And I do think that that's a big part of all of this is that um, people are far more accepting um, Nowadays, open yeah. to having their own experiences with all of this, yeah, and they they are seeking. So they don't want to just be told or spoon fed. They want to have their own 
insight and experience, right? Personal experience, whether it has to do with um, Bigfoot or, um, like in our case, with the ghosts, like the ghosts and yeah. spirits and uh, hauntings. I don't know how they say it in the paranormal world, but in the Bigfoot world, they say, "Be careful what you wish for." Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. So then let's absolutely. get into that. So okay. tell us about an investigation. Like in what is involved? I've never been on an investigation. Well, What's I, involved? I've only been on a couple myself. Um, in our neck of the woods, there's not a whole, in, in our general neck of the woods, there's not a whole lot of documented sightings because, frankly, people just don't talk. Oh. It take, you know, I mean, a lot of people, they just do not want to be. What about in the Adirondacks? Is there, yeah, th- there? There is, but they're just. Like George. It does, I thought yeah, it was a yeah. lot. I mean, yeah. I mean. There's, there are, in, there are um, documented encounters throughout there. But um, the two, I mean, going back to the two that we went on, actually, uh, I have a researcher friend in southwestern Pennsylvania mm. that kind of worked out neat because that's where my wife is from, the Pittsburgh area. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, I was just following this chap on YouTube, and I heard his, the, um, oh, he has a, what's the word I'm looking for, how he talks, the talk's funny, like a, not southern, not the southern, southern draw, draw. But, oh. but just the way they pronounced it. And it sounded a lot like how the folks where my wife's from. So I just messaged him and come to find out he's like from two towns over oh. from where my wife. We went down in February back in 2016, 15, and um, actually got to meet him. And he's he's a diehard researcher. I mean, this mm. this guy really humble. You know, he goes out and does his own thing. He doesn't care about notoriety, but he took me around, showed me some different things. He had some, you know, plaster casts and different pictures mm, that he had taken so because cool. down in the southwestern PA, the you know Ohio Pennsylvania border, that's a quite a hot spot down there as well. So I got to spend some time with him, which was really neat. And then uh, after my meet and greet with Brian Goslin, we actually went up to Bleecker. Mm-hmm. And there was a gentleman up there that believed that he had something going on in his property. So we went up and just walked around for a few hours. You know, I mean, weather was miserable. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was sleep. Which is usually during, probably perfect yeah. for something like that. I mean, we didn't find anything um, concrete to say yes or no. But, I mean, it was out just getting out and being able to see what possibly you could be looking for, you know. But I got to do that with Brian Goslin, so oh that was goodness. pretty cool. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he's probably not, not the most notoriable but to me is because here's a guy that there was seven law enforcement officers that spotted this thing back in the 70s i remember that story yeah Yeah. it's an amazing story um whitehall police and washington county sheriffs tell our listeners that story yeah just a a great one yeah tell the story uh, of that one um well, and I hope I don't do the discredit to this, but I'm going to, in a nutshell. Yeah, nutshell. Um, because there, there's, there's actually, first I'd recommend is to see uh, Small Town Monsters, um, The Beast of Whitehall, because that actually tells perfectly that everybody that's still alive is in that. It's a reenactment document. too, don't they? No, Kinda? Not really. He doesn't reenact it with the, with the crazy fake monsters running oh, around. Oh, that's These good. Are all, okay. yeah, no, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's more like interviews then. Exactly. Okay, cool. From the, from the, the folks that are, are still around that been there and saw it and did mm. it. But the, he, Brian Galson was a, was a Whitehall policeman at the time. And I guess he had family members that were on there and, and, and the department as well. And there was a, such a small town that everybody knew everybody. Mm-hmm. So it, came about that they had got a call of some local kids had seen something back up on the back roads 
in August, and I want to say 76, 77, I might be wrong, might be 75, 76, whatever, but it scared them enough where they come flying into town and into the police station and was telling them, you know, this it's talking 100 miles an hour, and like, slow down, slow down, we've seen this thing, you know? So Brian went out, and there's more, there's so much to this story that I'm, you know, that I'm, I'm not telling that I can't remember, but heard something coming. And it was, you know, one of those sticky, muggy August nights. And yep. up there, there's nothing. And the road's called is uh, Baird Road is the oh, name of it. Okay. Yeah. And he heard something coming. He said, and you know, at the time, it reminded him, it sounded like someone with corduroy pants swishing as it walked. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> this, <chills. laughs> this, this thing came within a certain distance, and he hit it with the with his flood uh, his spotlight on the side of the car and this was eight nine feet tall probably seven to eight hundred pounds oh my god he said wow. the eyes look like mayonnaise jars wow that big you yeah. mean he Holy said he goes, that's the only he goes you know he goes in it had like six inch hair not fur hair hanging off the forearms oh wow okay and the eyes glowed red from the from the light shining in it and he had his service revolver trained right on it but he said that was the last he he wouldn't have shot, but there was that was the last thing on his mind. It was just like it didn't just charge gone. him. It didn't, you know. But you know, but he heard it vocalize. You know, it's like a pig between a pig squeal. And I mean, there's you know these things. The vocal range are all over the place. Right. You yeah. know. And now, have you ever heard it? I haven't. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. I Again, know in some I'd, of the I'd, investigating I'd like shows, to, but I don't know. You know. I know, right? <laughs> My, as my aunt used to say about spirits, you know, if there's somebody here, please communicate and leave a note. Don't say it out loud. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it, f- there is, I've heard different beliefs that um, that they are like in families or tribes. Groups you know, or family pods. Groups or pods. Yeah. Do, you, do you agree with that? Absolutely. Or? Absolutely. Okay. Um, they have a, a family pecking order much like us. Um, they're very sensitive and caring to their young, you know, from all reports. Um, you usually have, there could be up to seven or eight in a group or a troop or a family or a tribe, whatever you want to call it. Usually there's an alpha male, Mm -hmm. which has earned the right to be alpha. They actually have been known to put out in, in their group, there'll be sentries, that, oh, will, cool. that can look, you know, to keep while the family rests or gathers food or nurses or whatever, you know. So there's a lot of, you know. I actually a, saw that on one of the shows and they were um, like kind of what happened was the investigators got trapped in the midst of where those guards, the sentries, the sentries were. And they started to sound off to one another. Wow. It was in the middle of the night, and they they were documenting it, and they heard something, and then it did exactly what he said. It was that weird. It was like squeal no other animal. It was like a squeal, well, they, like the whistle. And, but it was coming whistles. from different places, and then they were th- they were getting rocks thrown at them. Oh, I've heard a lot of having yeah, stuff rock thrown. Throwing, yeah. Rock throwing is a big characteristic. What a lot of people and know. knocking, right? Yeah, the, the knocking. Yeah, the tree knocking, which still nobody knows for sure what that means. If it's a communication, if it's a warning, mm. nobody really knows. Um, you know, finding Bigfoot made it made it famous but you stand out in the middle of the woods and bang on a tree with a baseball oh, yeah. bat. You know, <laughs> What's geez. it mean though? Yeah, you, know? But, you know, there's been documented 
documented reports of actually sightings where folks have seen not using a stick just whack the tree with the palm of their hand that makes that jeez so you know, there's a lot of yeah i mean a lot of documented reports that of hearing those and witnessing these knocks and they're not standing out there with a big stick cracking it across the tree either mm-hmm. so that's a big misconception not that they don't do it but you know all the reports there i have heard of people actually seeing it it was like with a bare hand have you heard anything about language communication yeah from um, like language like a primate i assume the primates the most famous case of that is a gentleman named by the name of ron moorhead and he has uh you can go on his website this was back in the 70s he recorded what's called now the sierra sounds mm. or the samurai chatter oh so you know you can google ron moorhead ron moorhead and um all his information will come up and he has a lot of volumes of his um you know the samurai chatter that what he calls the sierra sounds but just like I mean it is it's almost like an ancient and uh, I don't know they call it samurai because it's almost like a sounds like an Asian language maybe? yeah yeah like an Asian grumbling type thing but they oh. have such range of their vocal cords that they can go so low and they and go so, so high. high yeah oh, I haven't heard that I'm gonna check yeah. that out yeah tonight. me neither I freak my kids are, out yeah, I mean, it, and some of it's quite frightening really but these two guys were in the Sierra Nevadas back in the 70s and recorded these things. And some of it's kind of spooky stuff. Had they ha- did they have physical like, contact as well? Did they have they sightings? See, they did see them while this was going on, yep. And since then, they've had a crypto-linguist, oh. which is it was a gentleman who was a retired Navy, mm-hmm. which spent he spent years looking into these things, which actually he heard language in there oh that's so because in the military when he would he would had done in the past was like decoding russian secret this and that and the other thing and he was listening he, he was uh doing a paper with his kid and they would do we're just doing it on this and as they're listening to these sounds he goes wait a minute there's something in there oh wow yeah so i mean it's it's legit i mean these are professionals that have seen you know and it's something that the the human body can't range the lungs mm-hmm. aren't deep enough the vocal cords aren't strong enough to go down and up how they're doing oh it. my gosh but they're, they're doing it they're doing it somehow yeah. maybe they have a couple different sets of vocal cords i wonder i've heard that so i'm no. such a nerd i'm sorry did you hear that yeah. no, yes true. you are that and that, you should that, be sorry that, you know not that you know of if anybody has dissected one but i have heard that before that they have two sets of vocal cords Oh. And, and, and again, that's just, you know, something that I've heard in my wow. gatherings. But. I just, that must have been a psychic input here. No, <laughs> not, hopefully does not offend your, um, you know, senses with this. But <laughs> I heard that there's a lot of um, talk about portals, that one portal opens up and that's how they're getting from one location to another. And they're interdimensional. Yeah. Interdimensional. Yeah. And, and that, this is where probably the listeners or some of them may just shut it off because no 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 they won't we'll keep listening (laughs) again we know so little about these things right right you know and 
they just they just appear at will. They can you know open a portal and they get off the UFO or they that might, was the they, other one I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mind speak where it woke me up and my and Bigfoot told me to meet me out in the backyard because he wanted happens to me all the time. <laughs> Tells me to go shopping. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I had my reoccurring dreams about well, Bigfoot my whole childhood, so I mean you know, I couldn't avoid it. You are a nerd. I, guess, I am. I guess yeah. until someone. Oh puts one like if, if i i don't have one on a slab in my garage right, i'm right. studying okay but there's so many reports of these things the smell is horrendous they're covered mm, right. in their own feces they're covered in leaves if something that could open a portal it could wipe its ass <laughs> <laughs> i love that all right that's oh that's, that's 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 i mean if you this thing, you know so. i mean it took what I mean, Thanos had to have all the Infinity Stones to get a portal open. Come on now. I mean, I just don't believe it. You know, I mean, that that's the thing. And a lot of the podcasts and different... All right, Scott, I just fell a little in love with you. Yeah, yeah that's pretty awesome. A lot awesome. of the stuff, that's where... Oh my God, he's covered in feces. Yeah. Well, I've, maybe that's a protection thing, too. It's like, I've, oh, I want to go there poopy. Got away from it because it's just, it's, it's gotten so outlandish. And yeah. the trouble with that is we don't know enough. So because we don't know, we start reaching out here. All mm. that does is muddy the water. Mm-hmm. It True. muddies the water and, and it adds another mystery to the mystery. Tip, this concentrate where we are. You want to stick with the evidence, stick, stick, right. stick with the facts, ma'am, right. kind of thing. Right. I mean, again, I may be 100% wrong, but that's the way I look at it. Right. You know, I don't believe that. I do the, believe you have to find what resonates with you for mm-hmm. anything like this. Exactly. And if it doesn't fall into your own personal beliefs you 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 immediately go yeah that doesn't feel right i mean mm-hmm. there's and there's this about cloaking that it was there one minute it wasn't the next and then it was back again you know you know and there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that swear they've seen this thing cloak you know just like, oh, i've never just, heard just of like that predator. before you know remember the predator yeah, oh yeah oh yeah like in star trek there, where <laughs> they just where they just all of a sudden materialize or you know huh. they, they can cloak and I don't know. I just you Wouldn't know. Wouldn't people be walking into them then? Well, it's like with these portal things. I mean, if you if you can open a portal, any I mean, if you can do that, you can do anything, right? Why is it always in the middle of nowhere or or you know in the farmer's mm-hmm. field or in the woods here? If they got that Manhattan, ability, open yeah. it up in Central Park. Go grab grab a hot dog off the cart. Go to the park. No, no one is ever going to see. You know, I mean, no, no right. difference, especially in New York City. You know, you wouldn't probably You'd go blend right in. Yeah, New York City. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Get a shave, dude. But Take I mean, a bath. some of it's so outlandish that it's just you know, like I said, it. If you have someone who's really interested in the subject, mm-hmm. but they're on the fence, and I like a good skeptic. Now, there's a difference between a skeptic Me and a too. scoffer. You know what I Me mean? Too. Someone who's willing Absolutely. to listen and, 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 and pick your brain and, you know, and not fight with you, but, you know, go back and forth logically, not just sit there and go, they don't exist, blah, 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 they don't exist, but, you know, I mean, that kind of thing. You don't waste your time. But if you have Healthy someone, debate. Healthy if, debate. Right. Yeah. If there's someone on the fence, they don't need to hear that these things are, you know, stepped off the UFO or created a portal and walk through. You're adding mystery to a mystery that. And, and you're you not saying going. that you right like you don't believe in UFOs. You're not saying anything like that. You're saying that you don't believe that the two are are connected. Right. I I, right. I get that. And, yep. and and that's a that's a big debate because the Chestnut Ridge area of Pennsylvania back in the '60s they had a rash of UFO sightings mm-hmm. followed by a rash of Bigfoot sightings, and you know that all of a sudden seemed to go hand in hand. Uh, people know. link them together. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, because they seen lights in the sky one night and something was slapping their house the next night. So it means, you know, that... (laughs) They got off the spaceship and they're smacking houses now. I mean, again, I I could be 100% wrong, you know, until we, you know... So I have one in my garage, you know, that I'm studying. Or you get to follow one, right. I'm trying to keep that, you know, straight, scientific, you know, um, path just to, you know. Because if you start going off in different directions, then it's just, it muddies the water so bad you got a mess. When you get ready for an investigation, what are some things that you bring with you for it? Everybody's different. Now, I... We just had like my cell phone camera in the couple that we went to, but um, a lot of folks. It depends on 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 how much you want to spend. You know, <laughs> they, have, well, they have FLIR cameras. They have uh, right. You know, the the FLIRs. They have the night vision. Mm-hmm. You know, all that kind of stuff. A lot of folks do that. Um, you know, you're going to have to have what I would say and go armed. Absolutely. Because there's more out there than just Bigfoot that can mess you up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Go armed. You know, and I, I'm not saying the high-powered rifle and that type yeah. of thing. But, you know, have a sight or something to protect yourself because there's more things out there that can get you other than a Bigfoot. But go armed, you know, um, depending on where you're going. I mean, if it's going to be deep in the Adirondacks somewhere, then you're going to definitely need some wildlife skills. Right, you yeah. You know what I mean? Don't that get type lost. of thing to dress <laughs> Very, very good advice. All all that kind of stuff, as if you would be if you were camping, take everything, you know, definitely go prepared with that kind of stuff. Don't just show up in your flip-flops and wander off into the woods. Right, which happens all the time. And, I mean, I guess the biggest thing what what, what folks seem to be, which is the cheapest cheapest and most efficient, would be a voice recorder. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I guess they're not a lot of money. I don't own one, but they're not a lot of money. They run forever on batteries. You know what I mean? You're not going spending seven, eight hundred dollars on something for a hundred bucks. You can get a good one and let it set. That'll run for hours. You know. So I'd say probably a voice recorder, a decent voice recorder. Yeah. I have a question. You mentioned um, about protecting yourself and and being armed. Are there many reports of aggressive behavior from Bigfoots? A lot. Yeah, there is. There is a lot. I mean, give us some examples of well, that. Well, Teddy Roosevelt wrote a book, and back in his day, it was the 1800s. And again, I guess the pressure of this interview here is just making me go brain. Don't worry about it. He, he wrote a book, and we can it look was, it up. It was about that he had wrote with actual events about two trappers, and one of them was they called it the Bowman incident. And oh, that sounds familiar. They were out trapping beaver, and long story short, while one was out get checking the traps, well, they had something visit their camp the night before, mm. seen the tracks, and it was quite big. Well, they were out. One guy was out checking his traps. When the team he got back, his partner was dead. I mean, yeah, beat wow. up pretty bad. Yeah, that's probably. I mean that that's a you know if you if you Google Teddy Roosevelt Bigfoot or Teddy Roosevelt Bauman story that'll all come up. Right oh, there. but that was another thing to look at tonight. <laughs> once oh, I get the kids great. to sleep. Yeah, you know, well, um, maybe there's not. I mean, got killed, but. you know, there's. <laughs> oh, stop yeah, laughing yeah. at me! There's, I'm trying not to. There's be. a lot. There's a lot out there, you know, of aggressive. I'm not going to say attacks, 
but aggressive behavior, behavior. bluff charges. You know, mm-hmm. um, majority of them they they are just curious, but they'll escort you out of the woods. I mean, if you, they think maybe you're getting too close to young or you're infringing mm, on their that's hunt, yeah, that's what I'd seen hunt. on some of the shows that they kind of they yeah. corral people yeah, and they parallel move them out. out of the woods. Right, that seems to be you know what I mean. But there are like the rock throwing, stick throwing, you know, vocalizations that'll you know just go right through you. That you know they've said that'll rattle your lungs because these things are just so Jeez. powerful. Cross between an elephant and a lion, and, you know, a roar and a scream here. and you know that type of thing. Um, but most of them are, you know, I, I don't want to say peaceful, but most of them are. Just, they just want to be left alone. Oh, that yes. makes sense. You know that that type of thing. Only when pushed do they push back. Oh right, in general. Right. I mean, we there are of. you know like like especially a lot in, the, in down south. You hear a lot of the stories down there. You know, Kentucky, Georgia, um, the Carolinas, down through there. You know, these things coming up, looking in the windows, slapping the side of the house. Mm. You know, I mean, just stuff. You know, I mean that, that that could be curiosity at the same time. You know, because if they wanted to, they could come in. Just I'm break sure. the window. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> But um, that's probably the most famous violent case, you know, you know, I'm sure there's more out there that I haven't heard, you know, but they're not to say they're godless killing machines. No, you know, but you kind of got to, I guess the way I'd look at it is if you were out, you treat them with the respect you you give a grizzly bear. Mm. Because so many people think that these are just your you know, furry forest giant friends of the forest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they go out there and sing to them and all this stuff. You would wild animals. Grizzly bear. Don't do it to these things. You Correct. know what I mean? It's just it's like with I don't the, know if I'd sing to a grizzly bear either. But you know, with these people, what they call the gifting or habituation. You know that type of thing. A lot of people they'll put out they'll they'll trade them knickknacks. You know, they'll just, oh they yeah, put out marbles and they'll get bird feathers in return or this or that and and even you know then people even go. There's a lot of places like I never heard of that. Yeah, where they they habituate them. Mm -hmm. So they'll leave them food and they'll leave them. Like feeding deer. Yeah, and do that stuff. But the problem is once you stop, then they're pissed. They get pissed. (laughs) Because, yeah, because they're dependent. They they, they come dependent, you know, like on crack. You know, you leave them candy bars and that, something sugar that's not introduced into their diet. They start eating that on a regular basis and you stop. There's been a lot of stories that went sideways that way, too. Mama wants her chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> went sideways that way. Now you talk about looking in windows. I still don't know to this day if this was a dream, my overactive imagination as a child, or if it really happened. But we used to camp up the Adirondacks a lot. And um, I would sleep at the top, on the top bunk of our little frolic hard case uh, camper. And one night, I, I, I still don't know if it was... If I dreamt it, but I looked out and there were eyes looking back at me and I was on the bunk and my dad had said, you know, honey, it's okay that nothing could be that tall. And I went out and I looked for tracks in the morning because I had been terrified by Leonard Nimoy in search of, and we had indoor outdoor carpeting that we would put underneath the tarp just to keep the dirt from coming in. But there was no way of knowing if there were tracks, but it was kind of tucked a little bit. And the window, I don't know, was about, I'm saying that big, uh, maybe like 18 by 4 inches. And there, I'm pretty sure there was something looking back at me. Could very well have been. Something woke me up and made me look out. Could very well have been. So, to this day. I just had, uh, oh, just before Christmas, I had a friend of mine I used to work with. He worked 
with a guy that believes he's seen juveniles. Oh, wow. Yeah. And oh, out, wow. out in the Mariah Lake area. Oh, Mariahville. Mariahville oh, Lake. wow. <laughs> Barbara, are you listening? <laughs> a couple of years ago, he was coming home working the late shift or whether. And I, I won't give the gentleman's name because he did not want, you know. Oh, that's fine. Fear of ridicule. But mm-hmm. he told, was you know, it was good enough to tell the story and what he's seen. And uh, my buddy and I went out. This was a couple of days before Christmas in December. Just and checking the area mm-hmm. and definitely possible because that's quite you know rural oh it is yeah you know, terrain out there and lots of food and water supplies and everything but he was coming home and there was three of what he said thought were kids and this was two mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning thought were wow. little kids that were crossing the road and he came up came to a complete stop and these things just looked and they crossed the road and went Wow. Yeah, no reason to lie. You know, I mean, you know, right. why would you? If you're going to make, yeah, you know what I mean? And, and if you're going to lie, right. you're going to want everyone to know about your exactly. lie. You're not going to try and to then hide you don't, it. Right, exactly. You know, and he just, you know, he doesn't, doesn't want it to go any more than that, you know, which is respectful. Don't you think a lot of the people that have real life experiences like that, they're very protective of their experiences and very afraid of ridicule? But I, I've seen interviews with people and looking at them i'm not law enforcement i don't interrogate people but i can tell usually when people are lying that it's a real experience for these people i mean they've experienced something especially when you get not that you have to be a law enforcement person or professional or this you know firefighter but when people have these experiences it's life-changing you can tell that they'll never be the same oh absolutely and and i subscribe to only one podcast because I've narrowed it down. It's the only one that I stay, <laughs> Two. stay with. Two now. Hours. Yeah, but I don't pay for this one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm getting yeah. paid to do this one. <laughs> uh, it's Sasquatch Chronicles, and mm-hmm. it's hosted by Wes Germer, and he's out in the Washington, Seattle area. Oh, that's the place there. to be. And But he goes, I mean, it's worldwide, countrywide and <laughs> worldwide, and he gets tons of praise from folks that have been able to go on there and tell their story and not get laughed at Mm -hmm. and you know tell i mean but he has lawyers doctors trained fire i mean professional firefighters law enforcement Mm -hmm. everybody you know what i mean it's just everybody that just comes on there and say you know thanks for listening to my story because a lot of people actually do get the PTSD effect from keeping these things in. You know, right, not right. being able to talk about yeah. what they experience because they're just get, going about their life and right. then that shit happens. Yeah, and, and get ridiculed to the point where they, you know, they just close the clam up because, you yeah. know, I mean, that's no good. Right. You know. But you can't. And these you aren't can't the guys that are running up and down the street. I saw Bigfoot. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> hear me, hear me. These are guys. You know, I mean, that are having nightmares and right. won't go camping. People that have hunted their whole lives and have a have an encounter in the woods and just quit hunting. Period. We'll never go back in the woods. Never go back yeah. in the woods again. You know. And they'll never. Most of them will never say why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, is, I think it's. I think it really though. What we were talking about before. I think people's perception of it. I think people are because there are so many podcasts people are really kind of um, opening up to opening the up event. about it and and being more vocal right. talking about experiences and people that probably never did before um about having that so where do you w- would you like to um in your, your dream, dream your wish list um <laughs> investigate next i would if i had if i had the time i would love to go down and uh Go out with my buddy down south in the, in the Pittsburgh area down there, you know, southwest PA, southeast Ohio, 
down in and through that area down there where Ohio has the grass man. Yeah, that's another yeah. version of that down there. No, wow. well, they have yeah, the plains. They have a lot. You know, there's a lot. You know, I mean, the trouble is you're getting to a lot of places where it's getting it's getting overkilled. Mm-hmm. You know, and in Ohio, there's one like Salt Fork Salt Fork State Park, which is a, a perennial hotbed down there. But then you got so many people down there banging on trees. This guy over here is banging to this guy up. Oh, here, I hear one. Know, and they're, you know, they're both, and they all heard everybody. And it's just, you know, but there's so, Right, still, so the evidence becomes tainted. Yeah. I right. mean, if you go down to that southwest PA area, the rolling hills, the mountains, river bottom, you know, it is mm-hmm. it is pretty cool. That or somewhere down south, you know, like, you know, Louisiana, Arkansas, you know, mm. get down by the Boggy Creek, you know, in Falk, Arkansas down in some of those where they do have prevalent sightings, you know. You say Arkansas? Arkansas. Arkansas. I'm not allowed to say that. I was told that (laughs) was the wrong way to say it. By who? By a friend of yours. (laughs) (laughs) By a dear friend of yours, he yelled at me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where where do you think in in the contiguous United States, well, I guess there's none in Hawaii, and I'm sure there are a lot in Alaska, but into the states, the lower states, the 48, where would you say is the biggest hotbed of activity well, if you go if you look at the number of sightings obviously the pacific northwest mm-hmm. say northern california oregon mm-hmm. you know washington state they're at the top of the list but ohio southwestern pennsylvania that's amazing it's there's there's quite a hotbed down there when too, you think you that's so them. close to where it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm always in Gettysburg because I'm a freak about right. that. But so I could just drive a little west. <laughs> I know. So it's it's not that far when and but when we see that stuff on television or on the internet, right? Well, you think, and that's just it. Most people think, okay, there's one Bigfoot, like I did when I was a kid. There's one Bigfoot. He's roaming around in the Pacific Northwest, and that's it. I can remember you know? seeing footage, and I almost think it was on the ridge there, and they showed the trees moving, mm. and it was um, taken from, and it was there. They might have had it on um, a night scope, but they could show the trees moving. And it was clearly not like a bear. And it was, uh, whatever it was, was of size, huge size, moving everything. Jeez. And even the thought of that, the power of that was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's exciting and, it and terrifying. Kind of, at yeah, the right, same exciting time, and yeah. terrifying at the same time. It was like going back to the original where Bigfoot started. The name Bigfoot was... You know, in Northern California, when Jerry Crew was, they were building roads out there, and this was started this all. There was a mm. road making, and they had all their heavy equipment, and came back after the weekend off and found these big tracks, which coined the name Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. But there was fifty-gallon barrels of oil that were picked up and thrown down a deep ravine. Jeez. You know, heavy equipment, tires, logging chains, stuff that would take five people to lift and these things were just tossed so you know i mean that's going back you're going way back to you know this nothing new how right big these things are and they're like get out of my space yeah wow uh, if, if there was a mistake to be made and kind of cover it but if you could say you know one or two points of mistake with this investigating or what would you say that would be well, you're not going to get rich off it. <laughs> you know, that is I mean, true. it's just you know, like I said, I'm, there's no professionals in this. All right, you know, everybody thinks that they're professionals or they're this or they're that, like we a ha- label. We haven't even classified them yet, so nobody's an expert on this. Nobody, mm-hmm. right? Good point. You know, just be humble about what you're doing. If you see something, document it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just everything's not a bigfoot. 
<laughs> Most things aren't a Bigfoot. Not like everything's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, it's just, we relate you know, to that. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, uh, Michelle and I are the ones that get the phone calls about demons. Every single thing they think of their uh, house. I think I have a demon. No, you don't. No. Debunk. Your kid Your grandmother's is a pissed. Yeah. You, you know, debunk it. Debunk everything you can. And then when you just mm. can't, you run out of things to debunk, that's when you say, hmm. You know, right. and then try to debunk here. more after that. Right. You know, everything's not a Bigfoot. Every sound you hear, every howl, you know what I mean? Every, you know, chances are it's an owl or some bird that's squawking at night, you know what I mean? But then again, you know, you never Like know. you said, there's got to be that 1%. And that's what's so exciting that's is that right. 1%. Right. That you 1% know? and then and then the viable uh, witnesses. Too many, too many eyewitness reports out there. You know what I mean? There's just so many of credible people. You know, credible people, professional people. Right. You know, have more to lose than oh, they do that, to gain. Everything that's the point to lose. Right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who gain nothing out of come out and saying, I had something happen to me. I seen something. Right. Now, do you see a lot of like Bigfoot tourism? You mentioned that one place where, because we get, you know, go to have a, an experience with spirit and perhaps with me helping them to cross over and you know there's like ghost tourism and everyone's there with their camera and it's just you know oh show yourselves to you know it's like they're they're zoo creatures instead of spirits or i mean do you find that experience as well when you're out there looking you get a bunch of people i don't know i've never been out with a lot of people to Mm. see you know i mean listening you know from what i have heard it can get pretty crazy you know they have a lot of people have expeditions. I know the BFRO, which is popular with their finding Bigfoot and all that. That's the oh. Bigfoot Field Reachers, Re- Researchers Organization. You know, you can pay them a amount of money and go out on a Bigfoot hunt. You know mm. what I mean? And they'll take you where you can, you know, maybe it works, maybe it don't. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, um, you know, it's just like my wife and I took a ride up to Whitehall, and I mm. may have pronounced the road incorrectly earlier when I was talking about Brian Gaza and other the road was a bear road and it was just you know we took a picture with the sign because in the big yeah. world that's a pretty that's a pretty important spot site. so yeah. we had the the air bear, a bear road uh sign behind our back you know and yeah I mean a lot of places like Whitehall's capitalizing on tourism, you know, I mean, hoping for that. They have their own carved Bigfoot statue. I've seen that, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I've you seen know, that. <laughs> I guess, you know, I mean, there's, you're going to pursue the almighty buck if you think it's going to bring some money in. Why not? I don't know, mm. you know. Yeah. Do a lot of people, I mean, in your regular life, your day job, do people know about your passion? Pretty much. Yeah, everybody knows. So oh, yeah. it's it's not I'm something now you... I'm a crazy Bigfoot guy. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm not a closet <laughs> You're not a closet right Bigfoot guy. And you're okay guy. with no. that. You're the case oh, yeah. of Bigfoot yeah. yeah, I mean, because out of my core group of people, you know, half of them think I'm crazy. <laughs> they thought you were crazy, they they were crazy say, anyways. Yeah, right. you know what I mean? I, you know, but then at the same time, respect that I... You know, this is what I enjoy. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean... I, sports music everything else you know but this is you know a big part of but it sounds like you do it with your family as well it sounds like you do it with your wife and your your son i mean like i said my wife uh really i don't want to say just puts up with me because (laughs) uh, but she's at the point where you know she's not going to go out and say she doesn't know follow it like i do but she'll just tell you there's too much going on out there the reports to to say no Right. You know what I mean? And she enjoys being able to, you know, 
meeting the people that I've met, you know, and, and seeing going to these different places, if nothing, just to see how pretty the areas are, you know. And she'll probably so. be the one in the family that have the experience with it when you're like, damn it, I was in the bathroom or something. When we went to up to Bleecker mm-hmm. and oh boy, there was probably six or seven of us guys and my wife was the only only female. So, and it was, like I said, it was a blustery, cold, sleety, sun in, out, wind, you know, I mean, probably about 45, 50 degrees. Bless it was her early heart. May. <laughs> she brought her Kindle and stayed in the truck. <laughs> so she goes, nah, go ahead. She goes, I got my Kindle. Go do what you're going to do, you know. So we're walking through Oh, she sounds like somebody I'd love. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's doing her thing. And it was funny. We got back. She goes, well, how'd you make it? I said, ah, we really didn't see nothing. I said, you didn't see nothing, did you? She goes, no. She goes, but I did have to use the restroom, which was nature. She goes, and I'm thinking, you guys are all out there, and I'm doing my thing. Something's going to walk up on me. <laughs> she was going, out, she was, uh, I, you know, if it happened, I would just went, whatever, because that's probably how it would have went. But, right, yeah. right. That's usually how yeah. it happens, yeah. too. Oh, my goodness. So, um, did you want to say, did you have anything you wanted These to guys, share? Yeah, any questions? I cause well, we talked like before we started uh, recording all of this, and we talked about how we're recording this. No, no, I hope so. But no, but we had talked about uh, the one guy that works for the same company that I work for, who was a Bigfoot believer, but he doesn't think that they're still around. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like they did exist, and now at this point, like where we've gotten to now, especially with technology and everything else, how he feels like they existed in the past, but he doesn't feel like they're still around anymore. That's a great point. I mean, that is absolutely 100% worthwhile question to ask. Right. It is. Um, With the amount of new encounters, Mm -hmm. recent encounters, it's hard to say, again, that all of them are misidentification hoaxes or just flat-out people lying. Right. Excuse me. They uh, if, If you think about these things... They're believed that they've been here long before us. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, you're going back because even if you go back to supposedly when Leif Erikson and the Vikings mm-hmm. first visited North America, they had accounts yeah. of these things, right? what they called giants. All the Native American tribes lived alongside them, whether good or bad, whether fighting or whatever. Mm-hmm. They all lived alongside them. Um I don't see, I mean, we're, we're, we're diminishing their resources as we grow, obviously. Right, yeah. That's why I believe you, you see a lot more encounters, a lot more sightings. We're encroaching on their environment. Just right. like with the coyotes locally. So. Right. Well, that's true. But there's still so, there's the, the amount of reports that are out there, recent reports, and uh, there's still... Un- uninhabited land even though that we think the world's really small it's mm-hmm. really not right um their only thi- the only thing they have to do to survive is elude us yeah that's it yep because once well that's pretty profound. if you think yeah. that's the only that that's you know to to maintain their existence the only thing they have to do is elude man and they've they've done a pretty good job yeah, but good as we encroach on the territory, you know, things do get smaller. You know, um, you know, talking about if, if they did, another flip side to that is if they did, you know, if they were prevalent long ago but aren't anymore, 
you could still throw the well where are their bones then i mean if, if right. they did you know there would have been bones which they can't find it <laughs> so i mean that that's a that's a really good statement you know like i said the only thing if if there is quite a few dedicated researchers that i do follow that are out there and most of them that i follow are down south mm-hmm. you know um that they go out and they have some pretty good audio and okay. you know and and sightings of their own mm-hmm. um you know so I, I i guess you know i'd say they're still they were there and they're still there but well yeah and that that's kind of like the way i thought about it because i thought oh you know what that there was a good point that he made but at the same time i'm going if they existed for all of this time for hundreds of years why now would they be dying off like we I believe that they're getting actually the sightings are becoming more prevalent. Now I got a right. good thing for you. Here's a little thing to think about too. And this was also brought up and a lot of stuff that I've researched. We know that when us as Europeans came to North America, our diseases wiped out Native oh, Americans. Yeah. Yep. More than they believe else. that a lot of our diseases wiped them out as well. Oh. Really? Yeah. Mm. Again, can't prove it, right? But you know what I mean. You think about it too. They're susceptible to whatever Anything. we put out there too. Yep. The smallpox, which was a huge epidemic, herpes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how, what no, kind they were, yeah. No, that's just you. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> like, take that back. He said. But that was, uh, you know, I thought a worth, you know, point because you know, at one point in time, the, the sightings did drop off. And that could very well be, you know. There was right. researchers up in uh, British Columbia that even had noticed in that time when, you know, migra- migration came from the white man even up there mm-hmm. that not only the Mer- Native Americans but the sightings of these things dropped off as well. So that could be a very well, you know, documented point that possibly our diseases wiped a lot of them out. Right. Yeah. You know, that makes a ton of sense. I hadn't thought of that. That no. makes a lot of sense. And then that, so you believe? Oh, I hate to use the word believer. Yeah, I just ahead. assume that um, the Bigfoot would be a primate of some sort. Cause I've I heard do. People saying they're, they're the missing link yeah, or Neanderthals. I don't know about the missing link, but I believe they are human, not human, human-like. Mm. Somewhere off the genetic tree, somewhere they branched off. And the big thing is, I think we're seeing not only in this, but in a lot of history, we were, history is wrong. Oh, yeah, history is just something that someone wrote down. You know, and the theory of evolution is just, you know, what we were all taught. We're finding out every day that really it's wrong, you know, and I'm not a scientist by any means, but... Just imagine if the time does come out that they, you know, that we finally, whether it be the government or someone puts one on a slab and get hit by a snowplow, whatever, and one night on the six o'clock news, these things are real. They're a documented <clears throat> creature now. Mm-hmm. Right. That's gonna. That's gonna be the most incredible, important discovery of our lifetimes. Absolutely. If, if they find out that right. these things and whatever they are, you know right. what I mean. 
And you look at a lot of the sightings, you know, a lot of them are ape-like, a lot of them are human-like, depending on, I mean, there's supposedly four different types, what they call of the Oh, Bigfoot. really? Yeah, type ones through fours. Oh, I didn't can know you, that. Can you explain the, the types? So yeah, the type new. one is what they call the Patty type, which the Pat, the Patterson-Gimlin film, they've okay. named her Patty. Oh, okay. Know, the, one, the, mm-hmm. the female there, mm-hmm. which are just, you know, big and blocky and have the blocky teeth and, and look more ape-like. Okay. Then you get like the the type two, which don't usually get as big and as blocky. They're more slender, mm-hmm. and they have a human look to their face. Okay. A lot of people say like Down syndrome or even Native oh. American with the cheekbones and the high forehead. Oh, interesting! You know, and they will have canines as well as the block teeth. Like Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks that's what you you're have been see dying to say that all podcast. <laughs> yeah, he said Harry and the Hendersons. He's been dying to say that since we said we were going to do the show. He perked right up when yeah, he saw his opportunity. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Then they have the, what they type three, which I believe has more of a baboonish type face and elongated okay. snout mm-hmm. with more of a claw than a fingernail most of these have like human type fingernails you know and toenails in that but they might have a little more claw type to it with an elongated baboonish type face that's a little scary then your type fours which can be which generally don't get as big they're slender still as tall maybe not as heavy they have the 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 most aggressive with uh more canine type teeth Mm-hmm. You know, and they can have different, you know, chimp-like looks to their face. Oh, that's wow, fascinating. That, that is fascinating. Yeah. And then there's that even, they even the have, because you have different people, you know, they thought there might even be subspecies, you know, sub-varieties off, you know, the different types, like a group A off, you know, type 1 group A or that, you know, because you don't know if there's inbreeding. You don't know. That's why I think a lot of these that are seen that are just real monster, their face are down syndrome looking mm. you know what i mean because of maybe inbreeding or oh yeah genetic traits getting exactly you know the whole bottleneck mm-hmm. of, of genetic material kind of no have you heard um uh cases of people being kidnapped or raised by bigfoots <laughs> well, or anything like that the tabloids at the supermarket that right i'm not talking about the inquirer but, but there was one <laughs> and again i'm not 100 percent with my dates but we'll go back into the uh I'm going to say maybe the 20s, 30s, and Albert Osman was a prospector slash trapper that was apparently picked up in his sleeping bag, carried for miles by one, and set down into the group of all these, you know, a, a clan of them, where wow. there was a mother, mm-hmm. father, and a couple small ones. And that's another document. Anybody can go and just, you know, type in Albert Ostman, and the whole story will come up. Oh, but he um, was with them a few days, and they wouldn't let him leave. But they weren't they weren't aggressive aggressive to him. They weren't threatening him. You know, he had food. He had stuff in his bag that they sucked him up. You know, when he carried him over, he was wrapped cocooned in his sleeping bag, and you know, for quite a long ways that this thing carried him. But he ended up getting away. He had a can of snuff, and what he called the old man, which had been some the alpha male. He dumped the snuff and it got so sick that he was able to take off <laughs> but it's a you know i mean it sounds ridiculous but if you if you re- actually read the story and how it's told i don't do it justice but okay. you know what i mean so that's one of the the lores of it that you know wow hmm. I'm gonna, i have a lot of reading to do as, now <laughs> as far as you know as far as you know 
being kidnapped. That's mm. probably the only documented. Well, yeah, 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 about, yeah. That's well documented mm-hmm. and been scrutinized forever. You know what I mean? So that's that's amazing. I cannot thank you enough. Do you have any thank last you. thoughts for our listeners about this topic for them to take away? And and you're you know you speaking to them. Well, if if you enjoy the topic, you know, here's here's me. You watch the news. Depressing. Horrible. Everything. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's just you know, if we're all if we're all imagining this or none of this is which I doubt, but it's just a nice little getaway to find something that mm. humanity hasn't ruined. <laughs> and point. it's something that's just you know it can get you away from you know something to listen to and and enjoy and and maybe read upon other than the rotten news that we all hear every day on the oh, tv you know like, what i mean yeah, and just I in like the news that. and everything it's just you know it's it's something nice little to get lost into and it just and might be can, real right and, and you can do it as a family yeah. so I, I like that a lot um i do want to make a couple of points um for our listeners please please uh share our podcast and please. subscribe we are still um doing the drawing for a winner that we're going to be uh reading live on our po- next podcast i don't know if it'll be the next one i think it'll be like two podcasts two down the road okay yeah but we'll be doing a, a reading so please please subscribe and uh, tell your tell your mother, tell your sister, tell your neighbor <laughs> all about us. And um, I also want to tell everybody or remind them that tomorrow is the full moon. And as Michelle and I get a lot of phone calls <laughs> and a lot of information about the full moon, it is the buck moon. And um, it has a partial lunar eclipse. So if you have been feeling wonky, and emotional, crazy stuff. <laughs> it is um, really... A big one. Whenever there is a, a, a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse, mm-hmm. we were talking about this prior to the podcast, it usually has a time of illumination of things that have been hidden. Yes. So if all of a sudden you realize that that person has been lying, cheating, stealing, um, stealing <laughs> and, it's, and it seems like it's, a, what I say, a download, like just a total revelation, it's probably been there the whole time, but Pay all of a sudden attention. you have a clarity. It's it's meant for you to have this. So that usually happens during these these it periods. Sure does. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot of phone calls and texts in the last couple of days from my <laughs> friends and clients about things that are going on in their personal life. No, ain't that the so truth? So <laughs> I would say um, you don't have to hide indoors during this, but um, with five planets in retrograde. But I would be kind to yourself, and as I always say with any of the full moons, write out your positive intentions, mm-hmm. your yep. wishes, your desires. Put them um, out there put it out there uh you know you can um light your candle sage your home mm-hmm. and um just basically make positive space around you and your family and uh and time to release the negative let go of the past and anything that's been holding you back or holding you down it's a great time during a full moon it really is especially like you said with the ret- retrogrades cleaning out just get rid of it and then when everything goes Purge. direct again yes it'll be good you'll be all set so on that I would like to thank Scott for being here thank you, Scott. and talking on this me. fascinating <laughs> subject of Bigfoot. I hope you'll come back again um, and talk some more yeah. to us and to our, our listeners. I'll get a little plug in. Uh, 
Monday, July 22nd at 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. in the Gloversville Library, Public Library. There's actually a little Bigfoot seminar. Little Bigfoot. <laughs> little Bigfoot <laughs> seminar. I little, like that. Little Bigfoot, yeah. uh, you know, like a, a conference type thing, which is kind of cool because it's coming closer to home. You Wonderful. Know I mean? so, yeah, so oh. that's going on. Uh, doesn't cost anything to go in, and it's uh, affiliated with National Geographic, I believe. In oh, somewhere. is it really? Yeah. So, do you I know what time right it is? Six o'clock. Six yeah, o'clock. Gloversville, Gloversville Public Library. That they have that. Uh, if you go on Facebook, I believe it's Fulton County Area News. Possibly that they have uh, all the information on there. It's kind of cool. Very oh, thank cool. You. Well, thank you so much. Really fantastic. Thank you, D. Scott. Yeah. Woohoo! And thank you, Michelle Lyons, oh, Polito, for being, being my dear friend and co-host. And to all our listeners, thanks so much. And keep sending us your ideas and keep on listening. Thank you and be blessed.